Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. Generally, most of the time, most of the time, my employees are pretty dang happy here. (laughs) So I'm just thinking if we get pictures of them smiling and and being them, because they're amazing, I think that would sell that would sell a bunch because happy employees means a good culture. So, Uh, you know, instead of buying that something at Walmart or or any one of those great vendors that are huge, I would rather go to a small business and I would take, you know, I would take my Prius, which most people associate me with a Prius and park it in front of the business, uh, the small business that I'm frequenting and 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 uh, take my nice uh, camera and go take photos of it in front of there and and say, hey, go support them. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. You guys are putting me to shame. My background looks horrible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I finally got my office done, so I'm I got my office done too. Heaven. Uh, man, it's taken me forever. I'd never have the time anymore. All right. We are live, right on the dot. How did we pull that off? I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, today on The Leading Edge, I think this is episode 47 or 48, something like that. We are going to discuss opening up uh, and the uh, complications that come along with that and uh, maybe some of the marketing and some of the other ideas. If you are on and you have a question, uh, please um, go to the Q&A and and type your question in. If you are following us on Facebook, um, you can also uh, type it in there because I'm trying to pay attention to both of those things at the same time, which by the way, if I have to do two things at once, we don't. We have no idea what the real outcome will be. Um, hi, Jamie. And uh, with us, uh, we have some of my favorite people. You know how lucky I am to be working in this industry? It is just so fun uh, most of the time. I was thinking about that. Um, I was teaching a class yesterday about um, somebody asked a question about, well, how do you, you know, how do you fit this in? And I was thinking... Well, you know, 80% of what I do is just really fun and and I always make time for that, but it's kind of the 20% that you have to make time for and you have to fit it in because it's not what it's not fun and it's not what you want to do, but you you, you got to make it happen. So, all right, um, here we go. Uh, we have Kim Aurenheimer. Uh, 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 Kim is a, a, te- a teacher, consultant. Um, I don't know about consultant. You're still a, you're still teaching primarily. Uh, with yes. the WTI and CTI, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, owns a shop in um, Cool Springs, Brentwood, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, right? Yeah, outside of Cool Spring, we have uh, Tatsu, whose name I will also screw up if I say the last name because I always mess it up. Tushita, Tushita, yep, yeah. Uh, uh, who has uh, uh, a shop in Placentia, California, Orange County, Orange County. And then uh, we have one of my favorite uh, marketing guys, uh, Dan Vance from Advanced Local um, Local Search Guy. Um, all right. Uh, so today, I don't have a huge outline. Usually, Lex gives me like twenty-three questions to ask, and I, I don't have them. Um, let's let's start with 
uh, are we opening up? Are, are things getting better? Uh, are things um, uh, progressing for us? Um, Tatsu, you're in, you're in LA. I just, I just heard the, the, the mayor of Los Angeles say, we're not doing anything till August 1st, uh, which puts it out another two months or so. Now you're not in LA, you're in Orange County, but is, are things different in your area? Orange County is a little bit more conservative. Um, the business community just won't have it, I don't think. Um, so a lot of the shops have been opening up um, with social distancing in mind, obviously. So um, it's it's weird. It's like around this area, um, there has actually been a bit of a downswing in terms of um, the amount of cars that I have in the shop. I've been having to send home my guys at 3.30 now. Um I, I, at the beginning of all of this, there was this huge goodwill towards small business. Um, and maybe I need to go out and market some more. I have some ideas uh, in my head right now that I'm trying to flesh out. Uh, but in the beginning, I built a video and we have we had people coming out and they're like, yes, we want to support small business. And, and that support, I think people are getting a little bit tired of it right now. So, But, but let me ask you a question, because I think this is kind of um, important and, and maybe Dan will 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 kind of speak up to this or, or Kim. Um, since that video, what else have you done? I haven't done much yet. I mean, yeah, well, I, the the other things, the other pieces of it were, you know, every time I go out to um, a restaurant, every time I go to a small business, I, uh, you know, instead of buying that something at Walmart or, or any one of those great vendors that are huge, I would rather go to a small business and I would take, you know, I would take my Prius, which most people associate me with a Prius and park it in front of the business, uh, the small business that I'm frequenting and, and, and uh, take my nice uh, camera and go take photos of it in front of there and, and say, Hey, go support them. Because conversely, we're, we're helping each other because my customers get exposed to um, craftsman pizza down the street, you know, and their customers get exposed to us and we kind of help each other out. So from that standpoint, I've been doing doing stuff. I haven't built a video, a, another video since yet, but I'm about to. So, okay. so, so, um, I see Dan kind of shaking his head. I, I, I think part of the problem is is that a month ago you did a video, which was a great video. And yes, I have seen your posts at different restaurants and places locally. But there hasn't been anything else uh, about the business and and you know how the business is faring and and uh, et cetera to draw the rest of the gang in. I'm going to not ask Dan the question. And by the way, Dan's on my left. Is so if I'm pointing over there and okay. he's not there, that's where I see him. Um, I'm going to ask Kim because Kim, you're running a shop, and uh, my understanding is last month was uh, um, a very very good month for you guys. What are you doing differently than what Tatsu's doing? Um, yeah, indeed, April was surprisingly good. Um, and May is on the tails of that as well. Um, in fact, this week we're, we're already booked, um, which we hadn't seen. So a lot of what we have been doing and from the, from the get-go and we haven't let up is focus on our grassroots marketing, going back and calling at customers, um, a lot of local um, uh, um, like the next door site that I've talked about that before, um, emails, um, just basic grassroots. We have not 
we, we did make some attempts on social media and um, especially through Facebook. Um, we have a lot of really good um, uh, content on there. However, it is difficult to track. But honestly, where we have really seen a huge advantage for us is um, the not-so-grassroots, and that's the, um, the geofencing. Um, Rob and I were driving by a golf course three weekends ago, and it was packed. So you better believe I have $1,000 of geofencing, 100,000 impressions set for the golf courses around us because those are the people that um, have vehicles. They have money to spend, obviously. Um, they're at a golf course. Um, and so we're spending we're spending a lot of time. And um, the impression report that I got back, I haven't gotten it back yet, but the word I got back from my, my marketer is, um, it is they are all shocked, the number. They've never seen such a high um, hit rate as the golf courses. So I think really what we've done is we've had to go back and identify who our real customers are and who we, you know, Cecil's talked about it many times, our, our avatar, our cardboard cookie cutout of our customers, and we figure out where they are and go after them that way. Okay. Uh, Dan, um, my sense of all of this is that things are starting to pick up and I think it's, uh, it's almost because we're very restless as a country because we're just used to working. It's like, I, I, I don't think I can sit around and do nothing um, anymore. And the things I have been filling my time with, just they're not as fulfilling as, as my, my job and, and the things that I do in my life. So uh, that's my sense of it. Um, and, and I also believe that there are, several businesses as you drive around Ogden where I live, there are some businesses that are clearly not going to reopen. They're just not going to be there. Um, and so, uh, Dan, what is your sense of it through your clients? Well, I, th I think the automotive industry is actually very fortunate in that, uh, you know, they're not suffering the way like restaurants are. Yeah. If you're a drive through restaurant, you are making more money than ever. Yeah, you can, uh, we have a, what's the, the in and out right here. You yeah. can't get in there. There yeah, are, they, the they have two lines of cars that go almost a half a mile of people waiting to get in and out burgers. But you, you go to, you know, uh, the local steakhouse and there's, there's not a car anywhere around. It looks like the place is completely closed down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that. I, I think people are very anxious to get out. They want to get out. Um, you know, I, I think people are doing projects related to some isolation. So home improvements like through the roof. Um, I, I have a really strong sense that people are going to want to travel as the weather improves. We know statistically people travel for Memorial Weekend anyway. Um, they're going to do isolation type of travel. So it'll be camping, kind of getting away, maybe visiting some family, but they are going to get in the car and they're going to go. And because people are just about had enough of it. Uh, their kids have been home and uh, so they definitely want to break away. So I think that's a really good signal for the automotive industry that uh, people are going to want to make sure their car can get from point A to point B. It's a great 
way to market services right now is to say, hey, you know, if nothing else, just make sure you're ready to go. Like, yeah, I think sure you got everything you need there. I've been talking uh, for probably the past three or four weeks about this, that there's going to be this um, glut of people driving to vacation. Gas is cheap. I don't want to get on a plane. Uh, in fact, I almost can't get on a plane. It's kind of weird. I, I made a, a plane flight yesterday. It's supposed to be in New Hampshire. And uh, so I get the plane flight and it's a three-day ordeal to get there and back because there's no direct. Um, and then I went to get a hotel and I can't get a hotel in New Hampshire without papers that say that I'm an essential business there. Um, so I can't even, I can't get a hotel and I can't drive on the street because if I get pulled over and I don't have my papers, the gal actually asked me for my papers. She said, do you have your papers? I said, excuse me, I live in the United States. I I don't live in, in Russia or Germany, right? You know, this is the USA, baby. Um, uh, I had to cancel my flight. Um, so I don't think people are going to be flying. Uh, I think they're going to be driving. And I think one of the messages that we really need to send right now through whatever means we're going to send it is you want to be ready to go when you want to go. That's, yeah. that's it. Uh, Kim I'm, was like, she, she gonna, wanted to speak up. I could see it. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to encourage everybody to be ready this week um, for the halt for the three day weekend. If, um, and I'll just, I, we have the travel bug and um, our daughter is being forced to take time off instead of getting paid out of vacation at the end of her contract. So we're taking a trip down to Florida and I am shocked the um, number of lack of rooms. Now I know we're talking about 50 and 75% occupancy at the hotels, but there are hotels that are already sold out for, for a week and a half. So, you know, that's not everywhere in, in the, in the, in not every region, but I expect that people are going to be taking this next um, three day weekend and going to see grandma or getting to, um, you know, a beach house wherever they can or a beach location. Um, So definitely consider your region and what's around you. Um, California, you're probably not going to have a bunch of influx of visitors. Florida is. Uh, North Carolina was open. Um, uh, Mississippi, Georgia, the you know, a lot of the Gulf areas are open and ready for service. So I would be prepared for an influx of uh, maintenance calls, oil services, things like that next week. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. I kind of want to just go down to either Vegas or LA and just kind of walk around because yeah, while well, like, you can and drive like around while you can. Zombie movie, right? <laughs> You'll be looking over your shoulder to see if the zombies are coming because there's nobody out there. It's just it's very odd, um, you know, to go into a city that you're so used to being so vibrant and so alive and so many people 
and it's just empty. Uh, it's just a really strange uh, feeling. I wouldn't call it em- empty around here, but certainly it's it's not as busy as it is uh, usually. So I'll tell you, I'm loving my commute. I'm loving my commute right now. You know, when the essential work, the non-essential workers come back in full force, it's going to be a sweet reminder of uh, how lucky we were during this time for the commute. I think, I think it's interesting um, that you drive around and even in Ogden for a while, we kind of had a slowdown in traffic, but now it's almost exactly the same as it used to be. It's it's almost like we have just completely ignored the fact that there's a virus and et cetera. Even when you go in the stores here, probably 50, 60% of the people don't even have masks or anything. Uh, so it's a little different here uh, than it is uh, somewhere else. In, in the county I'm in, uh, we had, I don't know, when I looked last, it was like 168 cases and two deaths um, only in the whole county. And that happened at the beginning, it, nothing has happened since then. So I think at least in Utah, we might be lucky uh, to say uh, uh, to, to this to this point in everything. All right, now, so if I, it, uh, I think one of the messages that I need to be talking about is um, you have a holiday coming up, you're probably gonna drive. Uh, when it comes to vacation this year, you're still going to want to go. You're probably going to drive. Uh, so the so the and then I think there's a third message, and it's kind of one Tatsu has uh, kind of started talking about, and that is buy local, support local. Local people need your help, right? And I don't think it's about me needing your help. I think it's about the local restaurant. Uh, hey, I'm over here at the pizza place. They need your help. Uh, I'm down at the dry cleaners. They need your help. You know, whatever that is. Yeah. Because, Um, because if you do it that way, it's not, it doesn't look as selfish. You know what I mean? So, so if you're, if you're helping the local restaurant, the ramen place, the pizza place, whatever it it might be, um, you, you do it. And then it's, it's a, it's a sign of good faith. And they, they, they almost always reciprocate if you know the owner. So, right. Yeah. And I think that's I, I think that's one of the other steps here is that at this point in time, we really should be getting to know the owners of the local businesses around us. And I mean, oh, going yeah. and, and bumping elbows or, you know, fists or whatever we're doing today, other than shaking hands uh, and talking about uh, marketing as a as a, a way to stay alive and a way to grow our businesses as we come out of the, uh, the pandemic. Um, so so now, Kim, you're doing. Uh, geofencing, geo geofencing, right? Yes. So you have, um, where are you doing that? Is that a Facebook thing? Is that on Google? Is that both? We um, no geofencing. We actually um, have a marketing partner that works for a, a nationwide radio station. Um, she is a um, geofencing um, specialist. Uh, who happens to work at a radio station, which is where you're going to get most of your geofencing that I've known of, um, con- you know, c- contacts. Um, and, you know, this person's doing geofencing right now in uh, uh, Texas and Colorado with other shops so um, that I've connected her with. So it's going to be interesting how, um, how their numbers look. But the specific locations, I think, are really key when you geofence to know, again, go back and identify who your target market is and who you want to walk in your doors um, and find where they are. So right now we're spending um, our money, of course, at the golf courses. Um, and 
we're seeing a big influx in that over the weekends. But um, the uh, big box stores, Costco's, Targets, et cetera, and your grocery stores. So those are the areas that we are um, that we are geofencing right now. And as the the um, as the economy starts opening up more and more, then we're gonna you know we'll go back into the mall. Um, the you know local Cool Springs Mall and oh also dealerships. We also geofence at dealerships. I don't know right um, now if I'd be doing dealerships because they they seem vacant to me. Um, it's it's interesting. Right now, they seem somewhat desperate. Are are it's that what's really interesting the geofencing on the the dealerships is the impression number is low, but the walkthrough rate is high. Okay. So if, if the there those that are there are there for a purpose and a reason. So they're they call the heavyweight or the walkthrough. They they can track where that they were at the dealership and they actually walked their phone through our front doors. Um, so I'm not hitting a lot of people there, but those I'm hitting, I'm hitting hard, and they like what they see. Um, so they're they're there. You know, they're getting their car worked on. So that's who I want. So. Um, it's been, it has been lucrative, but um, the highest impressions is by far at the golf course. Okay. Um, uh, Dan, what, what yeah. other avenues um, would you uh, yeah. suggest? Well, I definitely am a supporter of uh, geofencing. In fact, that's uh, something that we offer through our agency and we're helping businesses do that because you can target, it lands right on their mobile device. You're not catching people that are not kind of like segmented into that area, whether a golfer or a shopper, somebody sitting over it in and out waiting for their hamburger or whatever that might be. So geofencing is really nice and targeting and the reporting's good. So you can really see what's happening there. And um, I definitely think there's some other things that you should be doing. Like Google My Business has a posting feature on there. So if you wanted to post some things about Memorial Day weekend, like a, a picture of somebody driving away, trying to get away, and then a little message about, you know, we're helping this people service their vehicles so they can get out and travel. And uh, so your information is, is relevant and it's up to date. And somebody that's actually on their phone looking for a service provider will see that you're messaging into them to that. Um, I, I saw something today that I thought was, yeah, I'm not a big swag guy, but I thought, well, this, this might actually be a pretty good idea because people are going to be wanting this for a long time. So you can buy uh, the little hand sanitizers, the little tiny one ounce ones with your logo, your business name on it. And you can give those to customers. You can hand them out and they're not expensive. Uh, I think they were like $2.50 or $3.00. Uh, Per, per so uh, so I I think there's some opportunities with swag maybe even some face masks with your logo on it so thinking about doing things differently is always good but mechanisms like Google My Business and social media geofencing uh, those are all really really great ideas and I think right now um, and we've discussed this probably in a couple of different podcasts or meetings that we've had. There's an opportunity right now because there are people that have literally killed their marketing budget. And so they, there's, there's kind of a, I don't know, a hole to be filled in a way. And so I, I need to be doing more now than I did before. Uh, Kim, you, you stepped up your geofencing budget, but have you stepped up your budget overall in the no. last few months? Just, okay. just geofencing. 
Um, because again, you, have, you haven't we, dropped it either, right? No, we haven't dropped it. Um, okay. We have, um, but we've honestly gone back to um, picking up the phone call, uh, you know, sending out the emails, um, the blast emails on Kukui um, or through your marketing company, um, text messaging, Facebook post, all the stuff. Like I said, the only thing that we did do that I hadn't done a whole lot of in the past was Facebook, um, Facebook ads. And I don't know that I got my return on that. Um, but I, you know, I would probably still delve in that a little bit, but again, it's, it's being active. And that's one thing I will preach about this whole, um, this whole COVID time that we've been down is I hope every single one of us has been as business owners has gone back to, um, you know, recognize who we are as a business and what we want to be and go back and identify our, our, you know, target market. And then that's how you know how you're going to market in the future. Um, you, you don't have to take everybody, but so we've, and a lot of our marketing was our current customers. Um, I went back through and that's who's really coming in the door right now is current customers. And they are, um, our car count has gone down. Um, it's gone down about 50 vehicles a day, but our ARO is, uh, probably this month it's more than doubled now, but it's, it's doubled at least. Um, but it's me, going, it's yeah. Let me clarify. You said 50 vehicles a day. You've gone down. That's 50 a month. A month, a month sorry. Yeah. But what is that? 20%? Um, 200. Yeah. Uh, no, 75, 25%. Yeah. We do about 200, 205 cars a month and we're down about 50. Did I have Lucia? There we go. Back. I'm back. I can't hear anybody, but I'm back. Um, so uh, somebody say something. We can hear you. Okay. My, uh, um, I think I dropped out for a second or two, but you did. Uh, I was like, uh, it's always when you're making the funniest face that it happens. Um, I, I wanted to make fun of. Yeah, 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 that's right. Or I make fun of somebody else when they're not here. Um, I, I wanted uh, uh, to make a, a kind of a statement. I was teaching a marketing class uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, online. And, and I think that the idea of uh, who you're going to be or who you want to be and who you want to work with is like, to me, it's like one of the most important things uh, for my company, because then I can really focus on the people that are more likely to come to my business and be happy with what I can give them. Um, we, I had a couple of guys that actually came here. I spent the day with them on, uh, Monday, uh, they flew here, uh, by the way. And if you fly today, you have to wear a mask. You can't go in the airport without a mask. So just so you're aware, so it could have a I logo on it or, uh, or something else. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, they're thinking of buying shops right now because they, they recognize the opportunity that's going to be out there. Uh, and I was telling them, man, the, the most important thing, because they, they're not in the, they're in the automotive space, but not in the independent shop space, is that you determine the kind of business you want to run and who you're going to be and who your clients are, are going to be. And then you can go out and, and, and put your pieces in play. Um, I, I also believe, and I, and I believe this, that 
this is a long-term war. I don't know if I said this on one of Dan and mine's things, but this is not a battle. Uh, this is not a single battle. This is a war. This is a, I'm, I'm, I'm at war with every other person uh, within my range that wants to work on the kind of customer's cars that I, I need to work on. And, and, and the battlefield is what we're doing right now. The battlefield is Google and, and Facebook and phone calls and uh, uh, geofencing. Uh, those are my weapons, my, my tools. Um, and, and so I have to think about that in, in, a, in a very, I think, serious way. Uh, because if I don't do that, um, I think I'm going to go the way of the dodo bird. I, I'm just going to disappear uh, because I won't exist. I mean, could you imagine right now if, if the Yellow Pages was your premium source of marketing? Um, I, I, go into, I still go into shops today that have no website. Um, or if they have a website, it's, it's one that was put together seven years ago by their cousin, um, and, and, and it looks like it was put together seven years ago by their cousin. Um, how important is the website, the social media, the SEO in terms of, uh, being in front of your, your potential customer and your customer? I mean, do you guys see this as important as I do that, that, that this is like oh, yeah. a life or death kind of a thing? I don't for the think, business? I don't think as as slow as it is right now, I don't think we would be as busy as, as we are um, and being able to stay afloat if it wasn't for that presence. Uh, there, I, I get customer after customer day after day saying that, you know, it looks professional. This is, you're the shop that I want. So I'm building up to that right now. So I, yeah. Kim, you were about to say yeah. something. Kim. Yeah, we have, we have time right now. I mean, even, even though we've been busy, we we have more time because we're we have fifty less vehicles. So me as an owner, we as a as you know the service advisors and such, we have more time right now is the time to go back and reflect on and and do what we what I said earlier. And then that you have to take your brand and and what you're doing, um, who you are as a business, and you and this is the the time because you have time to implement it and figure out colorization figure out who your cookie cutter is, figure out what message you're sending out, all of that. And then it has to be fluid. It has to be consistent through every source of, of your, of your marketing. And now is a, a great time to figure out this. Yeah. In, in yesterday's class, I mean, it, it's so important to understand your brand and your, your messaging and, and your, you know, who you are, your vision for your business. And because that in, in reality um, then connects me to the customer, right? Well, and that that drives how you're going to market and where you're going to market. Because right. if you're if you're throwing stuff down the street at a at a um, a, a putt putt golf that may or may not be your clientele, and I don't know why I thought putt putt golf, <laughs> but if you're marketing, if you're if you're sending messages that direction, and your customer is not there, you're just throwing money Let's away. Say- Let's say that that place down the street is a high school hangout. Mm-hmm. So kids from high school who have cars are, are hanging out there, you know, having pizza and soda and, and enjoying each other's company. But that's not my market, right? My, mar- my market's at the wine bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, at the, at the golf course. Right. Right. Uh, having a nice meal. Um, that's, that's 
understanding who you are, though, also, I think the the cultural issues, how do I create the right culture in my company that, that then allows for my company to have people to make good decisions and I don't have to just be totally enraptured in everything all day long. Um, I would say, you know, it's really great that we have time and uh, now is really great. But when you don't have time, it's probably when it's most important to make sure that all of that is as tight as possible. There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame. They can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to iframe.com and register now. We'll see you in class. Is there uh, additional opportunity either now or or moving forward for my automotive business? Uh, Dan, I'm going to let you speak to that, even though you're not the automotive, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're the marketing guy, not the automotive shop owner. Yeah. We'll start with you. Well, thank you. And, and I, a lot of the things like uh, Kim was saying earlier, where she recognized it was all those people out on the golf course. And I, I think, you know, if shops will say, let's break free from all the traditional thinking that we've had about how to reach customers um, because there's probably some new digital tool that will help you do something completely different than what you've been doing. So if you look around your world and, and you, and like you were saying, Cecil, you, if you have your goal, you're driven by your goal, like my shop's going to grow. I'm, you know, this is a hard time right now, but it's not going to last forever. We're going to have good times again. And yeah, we'll probably have another difficult time again too, but I'm growing this whole time. I'm not shuddering. And with that kind of attitude, then you start seeing things around you and you're being adaptive and you're looking for opportunities and you're putting pieces together. And, and um, you know, my, I, I think as a marketer, that's really one of the biggest challenges for businesses because we can kind of get locked in like, I have to work with this customer or we're having this internal issue or, you know, our phones are down, our computers are down, we got to pay extra taxes. Um, all of those things can distract you from like this image, this mental, like take me to this better place, you know, looking around the world and saying, what can we do that's completely different than what we've done before? And there's a way for you to grow your shop that way. And as marketers, I think that's really like the message we would push to to owners is to be open and allow your mind to give you ideas because then when you drive by that golf course, you're going to go, Oh my gosh, look at all those people out there. Wouldn't it be great if we could message them while they're out there golfing? Well, guess what? There is, there is a way to do that. I think that's, I think, um, you know, years ago I I went through this kind of self-help, thing where I bought a bunch of self-help books. In fact, I have a whole shelf up there all about everything, you know, uh, uh, where does water boil and 
and the universe provides, the universe doesn't provide, you know, you have to do it yourself, all kinds of stuff. And uh, in this, in this idea that the universe provides, uh, you know, they say the, the, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Um, I, I, I always thought that was so much hooey, you know, just, just stop telling me that. Um, everything in my life I've had to earn, I, I've, I've knuckled for it, I've worked hard. Um, but I'll tell you, when you're ready, the universe provides. And if you're in the wrong place, the universe doesn't provide. Um, you need to be in the right place. You need to be in a healthy you know, yes, times are a little bit tough right now, but I'm going to survive. My team's going to survive. And oh, by the way, look, there's an opportunity. There's something that I could do that would help us uh, uh, increase our business or help us get through this uh, this period in time. Um, and then there are so many tools. I, I'm just amazed often when I go into shops and I talk to owners uh, that they they're, they're unaware of so many of the marketing tools. Um, Kim, you're, are you doing, you're not doing all the marketing for your company. You have people that are your mentors or people that you talk to that help you with your marketing, marketing ideas, et cetera. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, um, I'm an avid learner. If there's a podcast on, if there's something on about marketing or, um, you know, whatever I, I'm going to, I'm, I want to absorb it. Um, you know, I, you learn from your, from exposing yourself and allowing yourself to learn. Um, I am not a marketer. I hate marketing, hate it. Um, but you're, but you're so good at it. No, but it, but <laughs> that way anyway, right? But, but yeah. I hate it because it's not natural for me. It's, it's, yeah. um, now I, I can figure out, I mean, branding and who we are and our message and our customer service. And that's my forte, but I don't like marketing. Um, but it's something that I, you know, I was forced to, to do. And yeah, I'm always, always pulling ideas from everybody else. Um, the geofencing, that was Audrey walking the door and saying, hey, have you thought about geofencing? And I literally was like, what is that? I have no idea. And um, so I wish I were better at go, uh, going out and finding means, but I'm definitely good at listening to what people have to offer and what they've done and tried and, and shared. Something, um, I heard it on another call on Monday night, but I actually had looked at this when I was writing uh, my branding class was there's a, 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 a website, ESRI, um, that you can go in and figure out who your demographics is, things like um, your, the um, housing, the actual income um, spending habits of these particular neighborhoods. And so I'm always in there looking at different areas, but that's not something I figured out on my own. So you don't have to be a marketing specialist to do it. You just got to be willing and honest and open to learn. It's, it's funny to me, um, people think, most people who don't really know me think I'm really smart. Some of the people that know me think I'm pretty smart, others maybe not so much. But if I didn't have people like Dan and Steve and, and uh, uh, you know, Brandon and, and, and uh, even um, clients and group members, Kim and stuff, I, I wouldn't have half the stuff. I just wouldn't have it because I, I would be unaware. I'm so buried in my own business and what I'm trying to accomplish. If I don't take the time 
to, you know, make a, a coins with a, a guy like Dan Vance and, and then just really suck all the juice from his brain that I can suck out. Um, uh, then, then I don't get it and I miss it all. Uh, and then I'm not good in a sense for my clients and marketing for me is the biggest struggle. Uh, you give me the, the numbers for a, a shop. I, I, I mean, I don't even have to think about it. They're just embedded in my, in my brain. Uh, you know, how to manage people. Oh, I, I got that down building a, you know, a, a game, uh, that where my, my employees can win, uh, all of that piece of cake, but the marketing keeps changing. It keeps adjusting and modifying. And I just need to talk to other people and say, you know, what, what's going on now that I'm, I'm unaware of, you know, what's the new thing. Um, we've been, I've been talking about geofencing now for about probably two years, but, but it's gotten better and better and better, uh, over the last two years, it's gotten more effective. Um, uh, Dan, what's the, what's the new, new thing? I mean, oh, no, wait a minute. I got to ask you a different question and then we'll go to the new, I'm new thing. I want to answer that one too. Um, I want to know the new, new okay. thing. Hurry up. <laughs> I like, I like what he told us in our last podcast. So maybe he'll mention that again, but, um, Dan, um, I had a guy in a class, this is probably six months ago. And I was, I was talking about website and how important the website is and how important it is that it tells the right story and, and, and leads people through. And by the way, I just took a, a Don Miller thing that was so good about website. Um, so here I am supposed to be the guy that knows everything and I'm taking classes and reading books. I just bought about eight books. They're sitting, these right here have to be read. Um, the, 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 um, the, is the website still important? This guy said, we don't need websites anymore. And I'm, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I think the website is probably the most important thing you have only because it's where everything else kind of comes from. So you can answer that one and then you can tell us the new, new thing. Okay. Well, we've definitely been seeing a trend. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's called no clicks. Uh, and it's, it's an interesting thing. I think it's driven, the idea was driven internally probably by ad revenue decreasing for search engines like Google. And so they're looking for ways to boost again ad revenue. And, and they look at all the traffic they, they deliver to websites. And somewhere along the line, I think they started rethinking that. And so now there's all these different search returns uh, that come up that are not necessarily a company's website. So it might be frequently asked questions, or if you do a search for the weather, you'll get a weather panel. You won't get the weather.com website anymore. You'll get a weather panel that'll give you the week's weather and your current temperature for your location. Uh, you, we're seeing profiles. And some ads. And some ads, right? I mean, because that's the whole point of it is that Google now controls that page and I don't. That's okay. right. Go ahead. So they, Sorry. They really. So anyway, they really do want to keep more and more of that traffic on their own properties. And so the trend moving forward will be they're relying on data that we give them on websites, but they're also being more greedy with the traffic. And they've instituted things like Google My Business that has all the essential things that your website should have, like 
your hours of operation and your phone number and pictures and special things that you do and uh, vehicle services and all that's on Google My Business's little map profile. And you don't have to go to that company's website to be able to click and call them. So in fact, they're making it harder for you to do that because you actually now have to go click on the website tab or button or whatever it is to actually get there. Well, you have to find it first. It's usually buried under all these others. Yeah. And we're seeing more search results that have like 10 best auto shops in the area. And and so, you know, it, it really is becoming more challenging for businesses to get their website very prominent in Google search. So, but, but on the other hand, Google is going to, and I shouldn't say Google, I should say search engines because they're all doing this. The trend really is they still need all the content that we give them about our businesses and why we're different and new trends and all of those things because their algorithm depends on mining that information so that they can have knowledge base to provide for search results. So it's, it's, you need it and and we're seeing those changes. All right. The way the way I see it is Google is making decisions about who gets to be in that place, in the first guy to show up or the second or the third or whatever that is. Those decisions are made based on what I'm feeding Google or what Google is seeing about my company. So maybe it's a combination of both, correct? Yeah. Well, and, and searches have changed too. I mean, before to get a good search result, you had to make your search pretty basic, like brake repair. But today we're seeing people put in searches that are more like, I have a 2012 Subaru hatchback with 3000 miles on it. And I think my brakes are bad. And that's an actual search query. And so Google has to match that up with, um, the right kind of algorithm intelligence to say, what is this person really asking? Oh, they're asking for somebody that knows how to fix brakes. And oh, so super. it becomes more of a matching game. So that's another reason of the changes is because the searches were changing. And so it's easier for them to bring up map listings as an example than it is individual websites, because you may not have on your website the answer to that specific query. So yeah. So the data on your site, the the information, the content, the current relevant content that's there is still super important because if I do have, look, we're Subaru brake specialists there, then somewhere on the site, then Google is going to see that and, and try to match me to that query. Yeah. And matching is the key word, right? So we really want to have enough really great content on our website and on those Google-owned properties that help them match those really weird search queries that they're getting now because consumers trust the search engine more to give them the right kind of answer. And so it's it's just kind of interesting and fun to watch, but that's definitely like this thing that's happening. And, and, um, and it's, a, it's, not a, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I wish they would just stop changing because I'm just trying to figure, I just figured out what they were doing before, but it's always going to be that way. But there's opportunities in that too, because if you understand like that's what's happening, 
you can adjust your strategy, your digital strategy to match that. I think I, I think, think I'll creeps. just throw in really fast my my one red hot idea. You guys ready for this? Okay. All right. <laughs> Photos. Google's algorithm can now read images. And so, you know, if if you've got customers that are taking selfies with their car in your parking lot and posting it on your Google My Business listing, that's totally awesome. And it may even have like that vehicle's identification branding on it too. So Google's like, oh, wow, you know, look how happy their customer is. And they fix Audis too. So that's that's a really cool thing. I, there I have, we have a customer in uh, Dallas that has does work on upper end, uh, upper side vehicles. Like they had this Ferrari come in that had been in the garage for a while and they opened it up and they found a rat's nest in the engine compartment. So they took a post, they took a picture of it and posted it and they got a, they got a letter from Google about two weeks later that said that image has over 6,000 views. Well, guys, there's, there are websites that don't have 6,000 views in a year. So photos uh, are, are a great play and they're easy. Uh, it's something that everybody could be doing. Stop wasting your time trying to find a magic bullet. There isn't one. However, our Keys to Automotive Business Success teaches the foundations of a successful automotive shop and gets you started on the right path, which is pretty close. You'll learn how to set actionable and achievable goals, understand your financial model, and how to communicate more effectively with your team. This course was designed to jumpstart your results, not waste your time. Take the class today and you'll learn how to start creating the business and life you want. Visit ifrave.com to register for the class at only $49 and available to take wherever and whenever you'd like it's what every shop owner needs to kickstart their business into success and then google is 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 making decisions constantly through their algorithm about where who's going to show up and where you're going to show up and it, this is really um the people with more win this is not this is a game that if you you choose not to play it it's fine you won't be anywhere you won't be seen You'll, you'll be invisible, but if you choose to play it, and I really like the idea that there, as much as I hate, hate the fact that I, it's hard for me to stay con, you know, uh, really confident on everything internet wise. I like the idea that there's so much opportunity because the new, new thing is now the, the new thing. And the new thing is now the old thing. And if I'm if I'm paying attention and if I have good people around me, um, you know, um, a, a good local search guy, um, uh, you know, a good team of people around me that can help us, you know, navigate this, I probably win. Um, and, I, and I like to win. I, ha- I, I have a question. A, I have a question too. So this is for me. <laughs> go ahead, Topsy. So, okay. Is making video relevant? I mean, or or is it is is it that I'm not doing enough of it? Um, the only reason I ask right now, I'm about to do some videos, including some of this kind of stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm about to do a video where where the CDC saying, hey, you should wear masks, and the guys, you know, mistakenly put on these Japanese masks and they start going to, going to work, and it's it's like a little bit of comedy, but. The point of my question is, is um, you know, it, it, doing that one video weeks ago, am I not doing enough? 
because the the Google gods, the the Facebook gods, or whoever whoever's you know turning the screws and play, playing the puppets, um, they don't they really don't want you to be seen, or at least it feels like that. So let let me answer, and then Dan, you can answer, and maybe okay. I'm wrong, but I can tell you that our site had over forty eight thousand hits last week. That's forty eight thousand. It was like forty eight thousand five hundred and twenty three. You you can't even. I can't even imagine that two years ago, if we had three hits in a week, it was like, Oh my God. Right. Right. And, and now Lex has done such a good job with our site guys like Dan helping us out that, that we had 48,500 and change hits in a single week. And that's because of Cecil doing uh, a Cecil Ross video with a stupid wig on his head. Um, And, uh, and then, uh, you know, doing a regular post and, and, and it's the combination of all the stuff. But I, to me, yeah. not only the, the pictures themselves, but also the video is like super important today. And Dan, now you can answer. Now I'll be quiet. <laughs> well, you don't have to be quiet, but here's my answer on that. I, I, I think when you understand like a marketing funnel, like people that, aren't even aware that they need your services yet, but it's an opportunity for you to build your brand in their mind uh, versus, you know, the one that everybody wants, which is the people right at the bottom of the funnel that are ready to buy. And that's where all the competition is because really you just have to have the right message and be right in front of them. And they're, they're just ready to buy. But if you can brand to them early, then that helps you when they get to the bottom of the funnel. So I think videos, you have to just add, you know, where will this lead? What's the point? You know, what am I trying to do? Am I trying to, you know, build goodwill? Am I strengthening my brand? Or do I want to do a video so that people will see the video and run into my shop because they need service? And I, I think you can do video on all of those. Videos are very engaging and people like to watch them. And uh, I, I read something, and this was like last year or the year before, where Facebook has over 100 million hours of video, people engaging in video. Well, if you're curious about what people are watching on video, start watching some videos on Facebook. And you'll be like, oh, well, this is, you know, how did they basically just barely survive that lightning strike or, you know, that traffic accident or, you know, something that's exciting and engaging and, yeah. and be creative. Yeah, there was that one video that I saw. Was it the guys with the tires around their waist? I don't know if you guys saw that one. It's out of New Zealand. That went viral. So anyway, Shui, yeah. Um, it, the point is that you just need to keep doing it, right? I think there has to be. I think there's two. There's two, maybe three things that to me seem very important. And consistency is one of the most important things. So. If they if they see you once and then they don't see you for three weeks, you're out of their mind. You're you're gone. I need a you know we do a, a, a biweekly podcast. Every two weeks we do a podcast. Now a couple of weeks ago we didn't, um, and several people hit me up and said, "What happened? Did you did, have you guys quit doing the podcast?" Um, and the answer is no. Some things uh, we had some technical issues. Blah blah blah. But but. So consistency, um, originality. Uh, I don't want to be doing the same crap that everybody else does all the time. I mean, the the Cecil as Bob Ross video 
is um, has gone. It hasn't gone viral. It certainly hasn't had those kind of hits. But it's had so many hits, and so many people have contacted me, and they were just like, "Oh my God, I was I, I was dying. I, I spewed milk out of my nose. You know, whatever." And and they remember that. So originality and and consistency. And then I think there's one more thing that we we really haven't talked about that we should talk about at least briefly, and that is it has to lead to the message that, that, you know, we're a consulting company and we want to help you uh, make your business the best. So, so even in the Cecil's Bob Ross video, Kent comes on at the end and goes, Oh no, no, dad, that's not the kind of videos we're doing. We have this new blah, blah, blah. And he tells the story and now people are ready to listen because they went, Oh my gosh. And and they're watching that thing through. We, we did a, we did a study on two different videos that we put out and you would think that one of them, we did average repair order or effective labor rate. And we did shorts for both. And you would think average repair order was the one that um, it had the most views by far, but, but people only watched for like 25 seconds. The, the effective labor rate, people watched the whole video. And, and, and so almost everyone that went on it watched the whole thing. So we got the whole message through the whole way. Um, I, think, I think Tatsu, you know, it's easy for someone else to say, oh my God, I'm really tired of seeing Tatsu in front of a restaurant. But there are lots of people, probably the majority of the people who are saying, oh, it's really nice to see Tatsu is out at this restaurant. Next time I'm in LA, I wanna to go to that restaurant with Tatsu. Um, and, and I think you've gotta be careful about the two haters that that come out and, and oh, yeah. uh, because there's always going to be those people uh, um, and and you just have to let that go and worry about the 98 percent that are going to love what you're yeah. up to. And, Kim, and, and by the way, I'm not I'm I'm not saying give up and, and no, not no, no. try. I, I yeah, know. I yeah, I'm just saying you know the perspective of a lot a lot of shop owners nowadays is is oh why should I even try and and I'm not that guy. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate there. I'm the number one. I'm the guy who wants to be number one all the time. Yeah. And it pisses me off when I'm not number one. So I'm going to continually be, be pushing the buttons and working hard and, and beating my staff and, you know, whatever yeah. we can do. I mean, I'm, I'm all over Dan and Steve and, and, yeah, and well, you know, knowledge you know, my, my, my perspective is, is, you know, screw the guy that's being the puppet. I, I want to be the guy that's the puppet and puppeteer. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I'm there, but let me just <laughs> my question was my question was very basic. Um, Dan, you mentioned about the photos. Um, it's interesting because I was looking at and I, I was looking at my Google, um, my Google business yesterday, and I was down here looking at it again. I don't have enough enough, I have lots of lots of pictures. I don't have organic pictures from other people. Can my employees do that and will it get the same weight? If it's coming from that URL, or does that not even matter? See, I hate marketing. It's not my thing. But can anybody post pictures or? Yeah, anybody with the phone, they can do it. And so your technicians could do it, you know, if they're out on the floor and they see something interesting and they take a picture of it and they can do that. Uh, you could run a contest uh, for the month and invite your customers to take a selfie and they'll win a, the best selfie wins a prize kind of thing. So um, there's definitely ways to encourage that. Invite your customers to take pictures with their cars that they name. Um, you know, obviously they get in front of your car and take a picture. Just make sure they include the little car symbol 
because Google can read that. They know if it's a Subaru or if it's a Jeep or, or if it's an Audi or whatever. So I'm, I'm thinking I, I've generally most of the time, most of the time, my employees are pretty dang happy here. (laughs) So I'm just thinking if we get pictures of them smiling and and being them, because they're amazing. I think that would sell, that would sell a bunch because happy employees means a good culture. So um, as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and, creates, and creates really happy customers, frankly. Um, yeah. and, and people want to be in a happy place. Uh, I can tell you, one of the things I tried to do when I was managing the shop was joke with my staff even and my customers at the service counter, just so that it was a, it was kind of when you came in, it was kind of this fun atmosphere right. thing that went right. on. And, and customers loved it. I mean, I had a lady come in once with a car that we had spent four grand on two weeks before and the transmission went out. You know, two weeks later, the transmission goes out. And of course, she she comes in, it's on a tow truck. She is not having it. She is not happy. And I started joking with her about, because she was a little old lady. And I was like, oh, please don't beat me up because then it's going to get viral and people, and then I won't be able to go outside because every little old lady is going to beat me up. And, and, and within a couple of minutes, she was just laughing and we were having a gay old time and we put a new tranny in her car. So, you know, you, the, the idea of the pictures I love, uh, you know, I can't legally put uh, Toyota logos and, and BMW logos on my website. Uh, but if my customers are taking pictures of their cars and they're ending up there, then Google's going to see it and go, okay, these are guys that work on these cars and it's going to match me. And what I want, I, you know, in, in a sense, I, I need two things. I think, Dan, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I need, if one of my customers or potential customers comes on and sees it, that it's going to speak to them. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> and then um, maybe not secondly, maybe firstly, but it could be secondly. I need, um, I need Google to see it and go, this is the most important, this is the most relevant, this is the best, we're gonna put this right here. Uh, Those two things to me, um, I'd like to say there's a one and a two, but to me, they're both ones. They both have to happen on my side. Uh, Before we get off, uh, Shayla has a question. Uh, I have a question about Google My Business in, in your realm there, Dan. I just realized our business has two Google My Business pages. Name is very similar, and apparently we claim both at some point. Is there a way to merge those two? Yeah. Yeah, there's a great way to merge them and you keep all the like juice that they both have and you kind of combine them together and and you've really got something strong. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So Shayla can get in touch with you. Uh, how can she reach you, Dan? Uh, you know, the best way is just to email me. My email is dan at advancedlocal.com. Yeah, okay. just um, uh, we have a website that we can have too, so we can yeah. have. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> advancedlocal.com. Dotsu put it on the information. Yeah. Um, uh, let me. Uh, we're at the end, uh, unfortunately, because this uh, to me it kind of started a little slow, but all of a sudden we're at the end, which seems to happen to these things. Um, last words for everyone out there. We're going to start with Tatsu, then we're going to go to. Dan, and last but not least, we're going to go to Kim. So Tatsu, last words for the shop owners out there. Um, I know it's kind of tough right now, and and I'm I'm still, what is it, six years in with Cecil, I'm still learning stuff every day. And 
I'm not the guy that says I, I'm a, a raving success yet, but that isn't reason not to try. That isn't a reason not to have a positive outcome, uh, outlook on life. Um, if not anything, I mean, uh, what is the statistic that Cecil said? It was like 10, 15, maybe even 20% of the garage owners are, gonna, are going to fold during this time. Um, if we can make it towards the end of this, and this is only temporary, we're, we're going to come out ahead. Everything's going to be awesome. Um, just keep a positive outlook. Stay in, because, stay in and, and stay involved because, frankly, there is so much opportunity in this industry and it's only going to get better. Um, Dan, last words for the, the gang. You gave us a great tip, by the way, that paid for everything, but uh, last words. Yeah, I'd like to leave everybody with another pro tip. And that is, you know, as hard as we work on marketing and reaching that customer that will come in and do business, sometimes we overlook the power of reviews. Um, for example, there's just some recent data that came out that says consumers spend almost 14 minutes reading reviews before they make a phone call. They're not looking at your website for 14 minutes, but they are looking at reviews for 14 minutes. So there's a pro tip. Look at your reviews and ask yourself, you know, do these really communicate to my potential customer what kind of shop we really are and what we're doing well here? And can I add to that real quick? respond to all of them yeah good or bad uh it, it, it gives you a chance to rebuttal the the ones that are bad and 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 also input the car make model maybe um and and get you a little bit more traction on the seo we have a we have a, a podcast on responding to bad reviews uh that we did uh it's probably like number 25 or 26 somewhere in there uh which you can find on podbean and on uh, Apple uh, on on iTunes, uh, the podcast, look for the leading edge logo, which is kind of hanging on the wall now. So it's not right in the frame. Um, uh, Kim, last words for everybody. Uh, last words is, again, just encourage you, everybody to slow down, um, even though it's slow. Some, of, some people are not slowing down because they're in panic mode. Take a deep breath. Look around. Um, this is a fantastic opportunity to rebrand, um, to rethink your current business practices and go back and, and figure out who you really are. And then know, then you know how to market and where to market to. Um, don't just throw stuff out there and, and, you know, and especially if it costs you money and desperation, throw stuff out there. If it's not costing you money, just a little bit of your time, but don't, you know, just be very strategic about how you, how you're spending your your money, especially during this time on marketing, but um, slow down, take a deep breath and look around. I think it's always, it's always, thank you, Kim. Uh, I think it's always good to really spend some time thinking about who you are and what you have and what, what your offer is and, and who your best clients are, and then make sure everything matches. I do want to make a comment about marketing in general. Um, if I'm not falling down occasionally, in other words, if I'm doing something that isn't working, then I'm probably not doing enough. Um, uh, not everything I do is going to work. And, and that's why I have a marketing budget. You know, when you, when you look at really successful stock investors, really successful stock investors buy lots of different stock. Uh, and some of their stock falls on its face and some of the stock, you know, has a million percent increase and that's how they make money in the stock market primarily. Uh, it's, it's not different in marketing here. 
if I'm doing, you know, I always say we need to be doing about 12 to 16 things. And, and some of those are simple. They're get on the phone and talk to your clients. They're send them a, a text after they're done. Uh, they're asking for the next appointment at the service counter. Those are marketing things. Some of those are more complex. Some of those are make sure that you're doing, uh, you know, I don't know, two videos or two posts a week and, and make sure that you're putting lots of, you know, I want, I want 50 pictures every week one or, you know, whatever that is. Um, but it's the combination of it all that really makes it, makes it work. And I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I, I really need two primary things. I need the person that comes to my site uh, and looks for me to feel good about what they see and to take them on the journey that's going to help them make an appointment, show up, and, and, and let me take care of their vehicle. The second thing is i got to have Google uh, confident and the search engines confident in what I have there such that they put me in the right place. And this is a battle that I can win, but I can't, and I probably won't win it on my own, by myself. I need other people. Uh, I need the Dan's and the Steve's and, and, and even other shop owners like Kim and, and Tatsu and their ideas. Um, and there's nothing wrong with um, uh, copy. Uh, what's it, R&D? Uh, um, rip off and, and duplicate. Um, there's nothing wrong with some of that either. Um, all right. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify. We have a new learning management system. Come to the institute.com. Uh, go to login. Oh my gosh, Ken has worked his butt off. There's some really cool stuff there, and it is just going to get better and better and better. Uh, Kim, you know I love you, babe. Thank you so much. Tatsu, this is my uh, this is my nephew, so uh, <laughs> it's a little strange relationship, but uh, uh, Tatsu and I are are, are great friends. Um, and Dan unfortunately, and I, I could be your sister, not your nephew. There you go. <laughs> uh, and 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 I think Dan is um, one of the. Uh, so thank you so much um, for, for being here, guys. And uh, whoever uh, watches this, thank you so much for your support. Have a okay. great day, everybody. Stay Bye. healthy. Bye. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iForAbe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.